Welcome to The Way It Is. This is your host, Luca Andolfato, broker with Remax Service First Realty here in Kingston. Welcome to my podcast. And this isn't just going to be another dry, overdone real estate podcast. This is a place where I hope we all learn something, where we can exchange ideas, opinions, and help broaden our knowledge, perspective, and insight into our community, our city, and the world around us. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of The Way It Is. Um, First, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, Ben Bowen of Open Door Media, who we're doing this podcast out of his kitchen, and he just made me a fabulous uh, fried rice. So, uh, truly, (laughs) great way to start the podcast, for sure. Um, This one, uh, I'm going to call Coming to Kingston. Um, Over my career, I've dealt with uh, countless people relocating to Kingston, from uh, military personnel to professionals to families to retirees. Uh, And just as a side note, this is one of the probably main underlying reason that makes Kingston such a stable market in in any economic condition. Uh, Because of our wide institutional employment base, uh, we always have at any given time numerous people traveling in and out of the area. And that, of course, helps keep values and and market conditions more stable than probably most of the other centers um, in the province. And of course, uh, when you meet these people and uh, they've never had any uh, predisposition to Kingston, some have though, um, you invariably get the question that, uh, you know, what is a good neighborhood or which which are the better neighborhoods? And I kind of always answer this way, and it may sound like I'm being politically correct or dodging the question, but, you know, apart from your financial restrictions, um, you know, with regard to price, um, there truly are no bad neighborhoods in Kingston. You know, by and large, a choice of neighborhood, uh, and especially now, unfortunately, in our pandemic market, becomes a a scale of preference and affordability, um, and usually the latter taking uh, top priority. Um, For those of you that may not know, I mean, apart from Kingston being known as the Limestone City, uh, it also has or had the notoriety as the penitentiary city. At one point, I think we had almost nine, uh, you know, penal institutions in the area. Now, today, we've lost KP and Prison for Women, so maybe we stand at about five or seven. Um, uh, When I went to Google it, actually, the information wasn't updated, so I can't tell you exactly. But then, you know, you factor in all the other ancillary organizations that deal with youth, halfway homes, those dealing with mental illness, etc. There's quite a few. The point being that I grew up here. Uh, and uh, I raised, you know, as a child and, and during my adult life and raising two children. And at no time did I ever feel unsafe in my city. And at no time did I ever feel that my children were unsafe in this city. Um, admittedly, the world has changed a lot since uh, I was a kid and even since my children were young. But but even still, uh, you know, I never get the sense that Kingston is an unsafe place. And I get asked that question more and more. Um, interestingly enough, for those of you that, that don't know, uh, I often tell my clients to go to the Kingston Police. They have a site. Uh, that tells you about all the incident reports, uh, at least in terms of tracking crime. And we're talking small crime. Um, Obviously, capital crime is a different thing, and everyone would know about that when it happened in Kingston, to be sure. Um, But as we all know, too, it happens so infrequently. Um, 
so getting back to neighborhoods, Kingston primarily, you know, has been geographically broken up into West End, City Centre, and East End. Not to exclude the downtown, but for macro purposes, it essentially falls into the City Centre. You know, the debate often arises between West versus East. I've been a West End guy, uh, even though I grew up in what is now the downtown. As an adult, I stayed in the West End. Definitely, as Kingston has grown, a majority of the development that happened took place in the West End, and to this day, many of the new housing developments are there. The East, for a long time, was was slow to develop, and it was what I guess I would call more controlled. Um, now, however, the landscape has changed considerably, and with the construction of more commercial spaces and businesses, uh, it has become uh, more convenient for many. And now we've got the uh, construction of that third crossing, and that will be a huge boon to that to this to the East End area, simply because access will be um, far superior than the the. The, than it was before with where all you had was the causeway or the 401. Um, so I guess, you know, someone say what's one of my favorite communities. I'd have to say the community I raised my kids in, which is known as West Park. It's that neighborhood where if you're going to Lemoyne's Point in the West End, and that Coverdale Drive is the, uh, I guess, northern boundary, and um, the uh, southern boundary would be Acadia Drive at the far end. And um, it's a lovely community. It was a well-thought-out uh, well subdivision, both with a mix of semi-detached, some upscale towns, some great detached homes, some wonderful cul-de-sacs, properties that back on to the airport property. And, um, you know, back in the day, I remember when my daughter was young, um, it, it was only Cessna traffic, primarily still is now, apart from the, the Rouge commuter flights three times a day. Um, my daughter would always point at the planes. Well, that probably lasted for maybe a month, two months, and then the novelty wore off and then nobody noticed them ever again. Um, but, you know, you have uh, access to Lemoyne Point, that fabulous 26-acre conservation area that has trails and waterfront access, and, and uh, you have the landings golf course nearby. I always took my kids golfing, um, go down to the waterfront, to Lake Ontario. Um, it, it's, it, to me, uh, it, it just represented a, 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 just a really convenient, great, great spot to live. Um, in fact, if anything, you know, talking about the planes, um, I, I jokingly tell clients uh, I wouldn't worry about the planes. It's it's more the trains that you're going to get bothered by in Kingston. And, and I can tell you that there's very few places in Kingston that you won't hear a train. Um, in fact, uh, for whatever reason, the the whistle spots and the uh, the stations seem to be triangulated perfectly. That on any clear night, you're you're going to hear somebody blowing a blowing a horn somewhere. Um, one of the more sought-after areas now in Kingston, in the West End, is that sort of Redendale Point Pleasant area, uh, specifically south of Front Road. This is an older area where, you know, the lots by today's standards are massive. You know, you're talking 75 by 150 feet and, and even larger in some cases. Uh, by comparison, you know, the new subdivision lots today are starting at 35 feet to 40 feet, and the largest you might get is 45 feet. Um, there, people have access to parks, uh, walking on quiet tree-lined streets, boulevards, uh, even I'm thinking of Montgomery Boulevard specifically, um, you know, close to the waterfront. And then, of course, it goes without saying that those streets that have the waterfront homes, of course, they're spectacular, and, and the values reflect that. Um, 
we've seen an influx in the last mm, five years or so uh, of what we call uh, infill development happening in, happening in that area where, you know, similar to what you've heard about maybe in the GTA, um, people are buying these small homes on these massive lots and tearing them down and building the home that they want. Uh, you know, and, and hunkering down. And um, that's what's making that area so desirable. Um, the one area, though, uh, that I guess I could argue, one could argue, would be the quintessential family neighborhood in the West End would be what we call Westwoods. And uh, when I first started my career, I was fortunate to have worked closely and together with an exceptional realtor named uh, Gary McLean. Uh, sadly, he's no longer with us today, and he, he left us far too early. Um, but our offices were on Bay Ridge Drive at Taylor Kidd, and he told me one day that he made 90% of his income in that neighborhood. Uh, I know uh, uh, these areas all have these seemingly unrelated names given to them, but Westwoods is the neighborhood that basically roughly has Gardner's Road to... to um, to the east, uh, Taylor Kidd to the uh, south, and Woodbine Road to the north, and Collins Bay Road to the uh, to the west. It was known, still is known, for the schools, both elementary and high school. You've got uh, both Catholic and public, um, and you can walk to everywhere in there, uh, parks, the schools, uh, what have you. Uh, very conveniently located uh, in the West End. Um, some of the homes in the you know in the first phases of it are now pushing thirty some years old, but it's it's still sought after sought after and desired by many fa- families. As we move towards the center of the city, you know, two areas that have taken a uh, have had a great resurgence now is uh, Calvin Park and Polson Park. Um, if you're familiar with those or not, but. It's those areas where, uh, you know, the one high school still exists, uh, LCBI, which is now um, offers that special program. I believe it's the LEAP program, if I'm not mistake, mistaken. And um, for a while, they were forgotten lands uh, because they were kind of skipped over. You either went right to the West End or you were downtown or you went to the East End and, and there was no, no in between. And now, because of, of course, prices of the places in the downtown and prices going up everywhere. Uh, it's an area where, yeah, the houses tend to be a little bit smaller. The subdivisions were built in that late 60s, early 70s. So you get some older homes, but you get bigger lots, quieter streets, um, still good schools in the area. And again, it's, it's a function of pricing. People go in there, find a place that they like, find the space that they like, and then slowly over time either gut it right away or pick their projects. Um, now we're heading into the, the downtown, and uh, one of the stories I, I always like to tell people is the, the McBurney Park story. Um, and this is a true tale of Jekyll and Hyde. So many of you may not know that McBurney Park was known to and still referred to, well, at least I do because I'm old enough to, as Skeleton Park. And the reason being, it was used as a cemetery in the early 1800s. And uh, when I first started in real estate, it was a rougher area. And there was certainly a stigma that existed between uh, buying a house north of Princess Street versus south of Princess Street. Still today in some circles, depending on who you ask. Um, And, you know, you couldn't give a house away in that area uh, for love or money. 
And, um, and now, <laughs> you know, you fast forward again with the, uh, the increased prices on the south of Princess Street, people started buying houses on the north side, older homes that were just the same beautiful older Victorian homes built in the same era, same style, same architecture, and they got them for, I dare say, 20%, 30% cheaper. So after years of gentrification now, it's quite laughable because people will give an eye tooth now to front onto the park and to, to be in that enclave of homes. And of course, it goes without saying you're within walking distance if, you know, to the downtown core and to the shops and to the restaurants and, and all of that. And then, of course, we couldn't have a conversation about downtown without discussing sort of the preeminent district known as Sydenham Ward, um, the district that, uh, you know, was and still is where those professionals that, you know, work at the hospitals or university predominantly came to live, not everybody, but... um, you know, you have many landmarks in the area. You have the courthouse, you have the city hall, you have the city park, you're close to the water. Of course, you're, you're you know, right at the doorstep of, of Princess Street and the downtown shops and, and, and what have you. That being said, we've also seen, uh, you know, a proliferation of student housing in the area and uh, with the ever-expanding enrollment at Queen's. And, uh, and also, uh, because it's a downtown area, because of the nature of the architecture and the, and the way the homes were built, um, you know, parking and extra space was at a premium. So uh, some of these professionals and their families back you know, then and now are gravitating out towards the east end of the city. So do you like how I segued all of that together? Just making sure everybody's paying attention. Um, so, you know, and, and uh, you know, not only the east end developments, but also right out number, highway number two east, you know, past the Ravensview treatment plant where you get into Faircrest Boulevard and Milton subdivision and Channel View subdivision. So there these families are saying, you you know what we'll take this semi-rural setting we'll take these older homes but they're sitting on maybe a half acre lot yeah they're on wells and septics but you know what we've got a deeded waterfront park uh it's quiet um you know what it's a 10 minute commute in and out of uh into the downtown or where i work where i can decompress or get my day going in the morning and um yeah and 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 they've become very popular um and, you know, there's numerous other areas and neighborhoods that, that I, I could touch on and I haven't touched on and, 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 and I'm not going to uh, uh, simply because, uh, you know, and because I can hear the people screaming and yelling, what about this area? What about that area? But in the spirit of keeping this podcast at a reasonable length and, and the fear of actually boring everybody to tears, um, I, I just don't have the time to talk about them. But going back to what I said earlier, those that live in the neighborhoods I mentioned and especially the ones that I didn't, I'm sure love where they live and enjoy all of the amenities or lack thereof of that each area offers. So as I said before, there really is no bad area to live in Kingston. Uh, it, it's a matter of price and preference and, and finding the sweet spot between the two that will give you and your family the best of what you want and, and need in a neighborhood. That being said, I am happy to have these conversations, either socially distanced or on the phone, and I certainly welcome the discussion. Thanks, and have a great day. So again, I'm Luca. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Feel free to reach out anytime you want, uh, 613-541-9220 or luca at lucafirst.com. Talk to you later.